Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, coming up, we have stories about misbehaving children. We have co-worker relationships. We have relationship drama, petty revenge, and, of course, cake stories. It's a chill day, okay? This follower-submitted story is titled, Am I the Askonaut for Asking for Help? I apologize if this comes off confusing or jumbled. However, I have been having trouble organizing my thoughts lately. To give background, I am 30 male and my wife 29 female. We have been married for seven years and together for eight. We have two beautiful children, girl three and girl two. As everyone knows, this is a very busy age for children as they require lots of hands-on care. In addition, my wife and I both work full-time jobs for anonymity reasons. I will not say what we do. She is higher up in her field and she has been working in it longer than I have mine. This is partly in due to her finishing school before me. Because of this, she makes double what I make and is our primary breadwinner. This should not go without saying, though. Without my income, we would not have or be able to afford what we have. Her schedule at work is a little busier than mine. For instance, I have set hours 8 to 5, while she may have to work an hour or two late here and there, but that is not an everyday scenario. Because of this, I kind of naturally took the brunt of our household work. So to sum it up, I do our laundry, I cook all of our meals, do our dishes clean, I keep our yard mowed and weeded, etc. I also get our kids ready in the morning to go to daycare, drop them off, and pick them up most days, as well as do their night routine, which consists of bath time and getting them ready for bed. Doing all of this while also working a full-time job can be quite overwhelming at times, but I also feel or felt it is slash was my duty to pick up the slack where my income lacked. Because this can be very stressful, I have asked my wife to help a few different times, but I'm always met with, well, I'm just really tired from work. I need to de-stress and decompress. The most recent request for help I was met with, well, you just have more time for it. You really should be doing it. I'll red flag that. I think where this really started to affect me was where our kids have become involved. I would love to spend as much time with them as possible. However, to maintain other chores, it's just not feasible to complete with them at my side. I am able to get some things done, but that is generally met with hearing the kids scream and play and also ask for my attention, which I can't give 100%. When I asked my wife if she could pick up in that area, she agrees to watch them, but her idea of watching them is watching TV and playing on her 
phone while they play with their toys. So while doing chores, I get to see in the background them asking for attention, to which the result is my wife may be pushing a toy car around for a few minutes or half listening and half talking to them. This results in me dropping what I'm doing and going to give them more attention. I have found myself staying up on weekends to catch up on chores while everyone else is sleeping just to try and make more time during the week. It doesn't add much. I feel as if I'm being taken advantage of and also watching my kids not get what they deserve. But also, I have heard from some people, oh, that's just how things work or oh, that I'm lucky to have a wife that's a breadwinner. It confuses me and makes me horribly anxious thinking about it. I feel as if I am rambling now, so to sum this up, am I the astronaut for asking for and wanting help. So the title of this follower submitted story was, Am I the Astronaut for Asking for Help? Both work full-time jobs. OP's spouse works a few more hours during the week, makes more, and OP is drowning right now and has asked for help. And when OP's spouse does help, they jump in and kind of half-ass it. My first thought, and I think Tony and I both agree on that, is if the roles were reversed, if this was the mom telling the story and not the dad, we would rip him apart for not helping. And we have before in chat and on TikTok, I feel like. So I feel like just because she makes more doesn't mean that it's not a team. Like they have to work together and they are not working together. She's letting him do the brunt of the work at home. And like he said, she's not working. I mean, you work way more than I do, but when you're present, you're present. And to me, that is like so much more important than the amount of money that we contribute to the relationship. It's like being present with our family. Right. And she's not giving that to her family. And I get that she's tired. It's exhausting. Oh, (laughs) It is. I mean, uh, kids are tiring and being a parent is tiring and working is tiring. And when you have to do it all and all in one day, it's just it's exhausting. But it's exhausting for him, too. And she's just because she brings home more money doesn't mean that he's not worthy of also having a break. Agreed. The the part of this that kept repeating in my brain as I was reading it was team, 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 team. And you hit on that. We talk about that a lot. The team approach is absolutely critical, not to just survival, not to just doing a good job and taking (sighs) care of kids, but also for mental survival between the two of you. The teamwork approach to be able to notice when one person is drowning and needs you to step in is a really big deal. That is critical. The other part of this that really hit me wrong was that, yes, while OP spouse works a few more hours per week, the time that she is home, and you hit on this too, she's not present. The stress on the time that you are home being fully present is so much higher whenever you have to work more because you've sacrificed some of that time. You have less hours to be with your family. Isn't it that much more important that you be fully present when you're with them? Yes, it is more important that you're present when you're with them. I think that's way more important than, like you said, the amount of money that you're bringing home. Yeah. If you have less time, time because you're working more, then it's even more important for those hours that you have at home to be present. They need to be more intentional with with the hours that she's home. It has to be a walk in the door, put the phone face down, walk over to your kids and spend some quality time. To me, it sounds like he's not communicating this effectively to her. And maybe she just doesn't care because she feels like, hey, here's my check. I'm going to go sit down on the couch and you can do whatever you need to do. Even if you're just a stay at home parent, which I mean, I'm part-time stay at home, part-time work, and I get stressed out. I get tired. I get exhausted by the time he comes home, even though he's been at work all day. I'm like, hey, I need you to tag in because I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I got to take a minute. I got to go run and get a drink because I'm tired. And you're at home with the Navy Thunder a hell of a lot more than I am. However, the times that I am... I get it. I remember what it's like waiting for you to get home after the workday and being like, I cannot wait for her to get home so I can get five minutes 
without feeling like I'm going to lose my flipping mind. When I'm at work all day, like, and the first thing I do come home is I want to see my kids. I want to see my husband. But Navy likes to make you work for it to get back in her. Like, It's so funny. She's too smart. She will punish you. For leaving like throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And she does it to Dustin and myself. But it's fine. And she, it's like 10 minutes. And then she's like, okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, oh, I love you. Just want to make sure you were going to stick around this time since you abandoned me this morning. (laughs) You're not an asshole at all for feeling the way that you're feeling. You can't be an asshole for feeling something. You're not an asshole for asking for help, but there does need to be some more open, thorough communication here to say, hey, this is what I'm feeling. I don't know what to do about it or to have some kind of idea about what to do about it. But you need to explain it and say, hey, this is where I'm at and it's going to get worse if we don't actively start doing something about it right now. Um, I think the getting sucked into your phone when you should be playing with your kids or paying attention to your kids or doing something different, it's a habit thing. I think it's really easy to get sucked into it but that's why i think it's so much more important to when you walk in the door put that damn thing face down where it's not right next to you (laughs) the habit is is not enabled you know what i mean like you have to consciously do something to prevent yourself from falling into that if you are thinking like okay i only have like two three hours to spend with my family before everybody goes to bed once i got home from work like i i gotta dive in and be here a hundred percent it's completely reasonable to feel what you're feeling let's go with nta here I do hope that he speaks up Agreed. and talks to There's more wife, communication that needs to happen here. The, the official determination on that was NTA, but there is some work that needs to be done or it's going to get worse. And we're going to hear from you again, OP, only it's going to be a much more difficult situation. So, um, so you're not the asshole for feeling what you're feeling or asking for help, but there's more to it. And you've got to address that now before it becomes a bigger problem. This one is from the AITA subreddit. Am I the astronaut for canceling vacation less than 24 hours in due to my kids' behavior? My husband and I have three kids, nine male, eight male, and three female. The boys have been driving us crazy. They fight like cats and dogs. We've had countless talks with them about respecting each other to no avail. I understand sibling rivalry, but it's gotten to the point that it's disruptive to us all every day. I've already told my husband last week I wasn't sure if the vacation was a good idea. My husband shut me down pretty much immediately and things went ahead as planned. First of all, the three and a half hour car ride was predictably hell. Boys fighting and riling each other up the whole time. Husband and I kept trying to reassure each other that things would be better once we got there and they would be too excited to cause trouble. We were wrong. They had so many reminders of what not to do once we got to the rental house, so they do everything wrong from the get-go. Shoes on the white furniture? Check. Running in the house? Check. I turned my back for two seconds and the eight-year-old threw a box of chalk in the pool to keep his brother from getting it. We went out to lunch and they were out of control in the restaurant. Nine-year-old ran away from us in a strange place because he didn't get his way. We finally got to the beach and they are frankly being brats, refusing sunscreen, fighting over toys, pushing their luck repeatedly, going further and further out in the water than we told them. Cursing. By the time we got back to the house, it was around dinner time and I was fed up. They were totally ruining it for everybody. Nothing had worked and I told my husband we needed to go home. 
for the reasons mentioned above, mainly that they needed to see a real consequence. My husband still insisted it would get better. I put my foot down and told him that I didn't even want to be there at that point, so either I was leaving or we all were. He got super pissed and told me it was ridiculous and unfair to our daughter. I actually agree with him, but saw no other choice at this point. Of course, when I tell the kids, they immediately burst into tears and are begging to stay, promising they will behave. My mother, who came with us, was also near tears. She thinks her precious grandbabies do no wrong. She argued with me too, begging me to just let it go, but I refused to budge. So we left, less than 24 hours into a four-day vacation. Half the ride home was spent with them sobbing, and my husband pretty much gave me the silent treatment the whole way. My mother decided to stay behind a little longer, but then started randomly texting me about 30 minutes in, asking if I was serious. She knew I was, and told me the whole reason she came was to spend time with the kids. So I had now ruined it for everybody, and they're only little once. Here we are the following evening and pretty much no one likes me right now except my three-year-old. Are they right? Am I the astronaut? If grandma was there, I mean, you've got an extra person there that you can tag in and be like, hey, um, would you mind taking these little shites back to the house because they are out of control and they don't need to be here, but we don't want to punish everybody. It's tough though. I mean, when you have a family, if a couple of the kids make it hell and they're unruly as a parent, you sometimes have no choice but to punish everyone by getting out of there, by removing yourself from the situation that is turning into hell. Sometimes there is no choice. I mean, trying to think about what we would specifically do in this situation, grandma being there is something that I think you could have utilized a little bit better. I think you could have said, hey, would you mind taking them back to the house? Or, hey, grandma, would you mind staying here with the girl who's not causing the problems? And we'll take the boys back to the house and they can get themselves sorted out. It could have been something different like that. But overall, I think that your three-year-old doesn't understand and doesn't care. Your three-year-old's going to get over it. The older boys, your nine-year-old and your eight-year-old, the two boys that we have are many years apart. So we didn't have that like butting heads thing that you would have with two boys that are one year apart from each other. I get that part, but dad getting pissed off and not being a unified front here with OP is a problem. We talked about teamwork in the last story. Teamwork is needed in this approach too. It is not okay. It is not cool to openly disagree with your spouse whenever it comes to some kind of disciplinary action. The flip side of that is that whenever mom was ready to make this judgment call, it really needed to be something that was communicated with her husband before just laying down the law. Teamwork only works if you both agree on things. So everybody's on a different page here. It's complicated. I'm still going to say NTA here because I don't know what else would have been the right thing. This was the right thing. There were a lot of things that could have gone differently. Maybe we're going to wear out the NTA button today. We'll see. NTA. There are some things that could have been done differently and maybe that leads into an ASCON 4 type situation, but I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. NTA. Okay, this is a follower-submitted AITA cake story. This one is, am I the astronaut for hiding the cake mess my kids made? My family and I just attended a large 4th of July celebration at my boss's house. My boss hosts a large celebration every year on the 4th because their home is very close to where our city shoots off fireworks and their yard has an amazing view of the show. They also have a pool, so several families from my office came and hang out, swim, BBQ, and then watch the fireworks. This was the first year that my family and I had attended. My kids, 4 and 7, had been playing outside with other kids at the party for a few hours and they were hot and 
sweaty. We had just finished dinner and they asked if they could eat their cake and ice cream indoors where it was cool and I agreed. At our home, we have a rule that no food is to leave the dining room. Both of my kids have a designated place at our table and they always either eat there or at our island top. It never occurred to me that they may go elsewhere and eat at someone else's home. However, the table at the party was so full of food, so they must have just picked the first place to sit that they saw because when I peeked my head in to check on him, they were both seated on the living room sofa with their ice cream and chocolate cake. In my panic, I yelled at them from the door and I hurriedly went to shoo them off the couch, which apparently startled my four-year-old because what remained of her bowl of cake and ice cream ended up upside down on the sofa next to her just because I can relate. I leaped across the room and scooped up both kids and the bowl as quickly as I could, but it was too late. There was already a big smear of goop down one cushion. I was horrified. I grabbed a damp tea towel and tried to clean up the mess, but the sofa was a light fabric and getting it clean was impossible. So, noticing that we were the only ones in the room, I told my kids to go outside and get ready for fireworks. I flipped the cushion over and said nothing. There were a lot of kids at the party and my boss has kids as well, so it really could have been any of them that made the mess. Am I the astronaut for hiding the cake mess my kids made and not telling my boss. Interesting. For a large portion of this, I was like, well, did, did one of you guys write this? Because uh, normally people come to our house to watch fireworks because it's really close to where it is. Yeah, people swim. This could be one of our team members here. I'm about to end the stream, go home and start checking our couch cushions now and be like, oh God. Yeah, I think this is an asshole move. I do. I think that at minimum, probably should have told them what the deal was. And hosts are going to be understanding because kids are kids. And if they have kids, they're gonna understand. Yeah, it sucks. Doesn't make it not suck. But I would rather know about it so that I could begin treating that stain early before it got fully settled in and have the time to react to it than have to find out about it months later whenever somebody flipped the cushion back over and was like, what is this? And then start backtracking. I think the responsible thing to do there would have been to speak up and say, hey, this happened. I'm so sorry. I didn't know they were gonna sit there. Normally they sit at the table, must have just been full. But by the time I got to them, it the damage had been done. A lot of so are like solvent only so if you try to damp something and wet it on there you can actually make it worse so i feel for you op because kids are gonna do things but ultimately you're responsible for your child's actions right and so you could also say here that you hid your own mess because it was caused by your kids i do think you should have spoken up where does that put you here on the scale four is you could have done it differently three is you should have done it differently two is you definitely shouldn't have done that and one is you're a terrible human you're not a terrible human i get it i think we definitely checked the box for four it could have been done differently definitely check the box for three it should have been done differently two definitely shouldn't have done that i feel pretty comfortable at three here saying it should have been done differently you should have spoken up and been like hey this is here and you know flipping the cushion was your attempt at least covering it up for the rest of the party and kudos to you there for doing something about it but if you had given them a heads up you could have given them the chance to start the cleanup process now and not make it permanent and for some couches that is critical kids make messes it does happen you just be honest about it and especially if those people have kids too they're going to be understanding and they're going to appreciate you letting them know rather than just sweeping it under the rug so three let's make it official here with an ask on three a cake ask on three too man i don't know that's tough, but I get it. Kids are going to make messes, but ultimately you're responsible for them too.
This one is, am I the astronaut for wanting to leave my fiance after he said he'll try to be okay with my career? My mind is going so many different directions about what this career is right now. So my fiance, let's call him Will, and I have been together for four years. We recently bought a house together and have really started to nail down what we want to do with our lives. He's an electrician and is set in his career while I teach dance classes to kids at night and find the odd part-time job for some extra money during the day. With the circumstance of me working at night, we are usually like passing ships during the week, but get to spend time with each other on weekends, dinner time, and after. And whenever we can during the week, the morning, etc. Will has always struggled with me working late and not being with him after he's finished with work, but always thought it would be okay and get better once we were living together. Now that we are living together, he started expecting me to change my career, get a 9-to-5 job, and leave the teaching behind. Then it was dance or kids. Then it was him or dance. After many pleads and cries, I finally convinced him to let me keep teaching for 2-3 to three nights, but he's worried our kids will be impacted so much by my time away and all the work he'll have to do being the only one caregiver at night. Mind you, we don't have any kids yet, but he thinks so far into the future. Okay, because for a second I was like, kids, wait, what kids? Okay. Now we know. Just thinking ahead. I really love my job. Dancing and teaching is all I've ever wanted to do and know. I've been teaching since I got out of high school and have wanted to own my own studio one day since I was eight. This has been eating away at me for months and I decided to finally talk to him about it, expecting it to go badly because he was so strict about how many nights I could do. After talking, he finally realized how much dance means to me and wants to try and work on it this year. And I put that in quotations because we have had countless arguments about this. It's the one sure thing I've always known about myself. Now he's saying he wants to try and put effort in and be there for me more, but from all the time he spent being angry because I'm late or upset because I'm not there for something or at a party, I don't think I can do it anymore. I've felt like shit for the thing I love most in this world for years, and I don't know if I can go through another season feeling like that. I haven't even been putting my best foot forward. See what I did there? It was funny. In dance, because he keeps telling me I should just do a nine to five. My family, friends, and co-workers are all saying to leave him, but it's so hard when you've built a life with this person for so many years. I just wish I saw the signs sooner. What should I do? Oof. Okay, so the uh, the official title of this is, Am I the Astronaut for Wanting to Leave My Fiancé After He Said He'll Try to Be Okay with My Career? And again, you can't be an asshole for feeling something. So wanting is a feeling. Actually going through with it may be a different kind of thing. This, this is, yes, you guys called it. You called it in chat here. It's the first time we officially get to use it. Let us take a moment to appreciate this. He's a brozo. That's pretty clear here. His mindset about how you're going to change your world and give up the things that you are passionate for and the thing that you feel like you were born to do to accommodate him sucks. That's a brozo boo. Now, however, I feel like the mindset is a little bit backward here because you guys have butted heads on this for a long time. He has been extremely against it for a long time, right? The moment where he said he would try to change that is the moment where you're like, I think I'm done. Like, wait a second here. There's a little bit of hope now. Now that there's a little bit of hope that things will change is the time where you feel like you're done. And yeah, you wish you wish you had seen things, seen the signs earlier, but it feels like for the first time in forever here, oh God, I almost broke into to, uh, Disney Pixar Frozen song right there. For the first time in forever. 
Don't worry. I won't go any further with it. Maybe it wasn't legit. Maybe it was. But it seems like from the story here, it's been like an absolutely not. You're going to have to give this up for a long time. And then finally, he's like, I will try to work on that. I feel like trying, being willing to try is better than not being okay with it. We said he finally saw how much dance meant to her. And he was going to try. Look at his like a sliding scale of percentages here. So before it was 0% chance that you were going to get to pursue the thing that you loved. Now that he said he realizes how much it means to you and he'll work on it, it's better than 0% chance. It's 1% or more. He's still a brozo. Like the way he's approached it up to this point sucks. Yes, that sucks. However, if you didn't leave him then, now you know there's at least some chance for you to get through to him and to show him, depending on what that percentage chance is. And you kind of have to answer that for yourself. Like, is it just still zero and he's just blowing smoke to blow smoke and prevent me from leaving right now? Or is there really a decent chance of him supporting me in the things that I love? It sucks that it took this long. Yes, maybe that offense is big enough for you to leave him. But in the grand scheme of things, you have a better chance of having the person that you love and the thing that you love now than you did a month ago or however many years you've been putting up with this. That's the part I struggle with here. I think the general consensus here that it's bullshit. What he's saying is bullshit and that may be 100% the case. In a vacuum, this situation where he was completely opposed to it, now he says he's not, to me says at least there's a little bit of hope at this point. Maybe that is bullshit and you're right. Maybe the, the way that he said it has a lot to do with if this is horseshit or not. The offense of being completely opposed to you doing what you feel like you were born to do in your true passion is enough of an offense to want to leave him for. Is it enough to actually do it? I think that's just a decision you have to make on your own. And contributing to that, when you feel like you're born to do something and you're truly passionate about it, it is a huge part of who you are. So he's been denying OP a part of who she is now. He's like, I'm okay with this 63% of you, but this 37% I cannot accept. And yeah, that's a, that's a huge brozo move and maybe worth leaving him for. It's just weird. It's kind of a chicken or the egg deal. Not the asshole at all for wanting to leave him. I think you just have to think carefully about, is there a real chance? Do you want to spend your life with this man? Do you want to have kids with this man? Because here's what's going to happen. If you stick around long enough, you're going to end up with a child and then you're in a much more complicated situation. You've got to have to make the decisions now and think about your future and what you really want and how hurt you are by the fact that he's denied you this for so long until this point. You have to make that call for yourself for wanting to leave him after he said he'll try. NTA, you can't be an asshole for feeling something. This one is, am I the astronaut for going on dates with my coworker but not having feelings? I, 23 female, have been going on dates with my coworker, 24 male, for about a month now. He is completely opposite to both the guys in my previous relationships. Boyfriend number one and I dated for five years, from high school into college. He was a six foot four gym dude. He was a baseball player and the funny guy at our school. We were voted most likely to get married. That relationship ended because we both realized we wanted different things in our lives and futures. We are still really good friends and I talked to his family a lot since they were there for me when I needed a safe place to go. Boyfriend number one was kind, loving, calm, and a golden retriever type of guy. Boyfriend number two 
two was a year-long hookup turned three-year relationship. He was the captain of the football team. We met because we were both athletes at our college. Same parties, friends, and lived two doors down from each other. He was cocky, loud, alpha male type of guy. Our relationship ended because we realized we really only connected in the bedroom and not personality-wise. We both had completely different worldviews and really only shared common interests during spicy bedroom time. I started my first big girl job in January. To preface, I was originally going to school for politics and philosophy. I value education and love people who seek it out no matter the field they're interested in, but I'm a very frank person with firm opinions. I love debating and understanding other opinions. I think it widens people's perspective to have friends with different opinions, so we openly talk about all these at work. So, when a new transfer came in, he got included in these discussions from day one. To say he is a carbon copy of my personality and beliefs would be an understatement. He went to school for history, so we share a lot of common ground education-wise since there's a lot of crossover. Coworker is five foot seven, nerdy, didn't play sports, and personality-wise, very different from my past relationship. His height, despite being very different than boyfriends one and two, isn't an issue for me. While tall is a preference, I'm not dumb enough to limit my relationship interests based on such a trivial matter. Clearly, the past two tall guys were a miss, so why stick with the same make and model of guy? I always said if I could merge both previous boyfriends into one, I'd have my perfect husband. Our co-workers kept saying we were a perfect match and that we would be great together. I had a feeling that he might have a crush on me, but we both have a bit of flirty personalities. Apparently, our one co-worker pushed him to ask me on a date. I said yes, thinking maybe they're right. We don't have a lot of the exact same opinions, but we both discuss them in an articulate, educated manner. He makes me laugh. We share the same overarching views on the future and lifestyles, so I said yes, and off to dinner we went. The problem is we are now on date four, and there is absolutely no spark. It feels too easy. No butterflies, no excitement, none of that fun new relationship stuff. I think I've convinced myself that he is a great match. He's not ugly by any means, and his personality only adds to it. It just feels very boring. I am strongly against dating in the workplace as it can make things weird, and now I am so nervous to tell him how I feel because we have to see each other 46 hours a week. Or am I being stupid and screwing myself out of an amazing guy? There shouldn't be a reason to not date him, and I feel like an asshole if I tell him it's because the barely there relationship we started already feels boring and mundane. Am I the asshole if I keep going on dates trying to find a spark because on paper we are the perfect match? Or would I be the asshole for ending it because of the lack of excitement and fun? I feel like I'm overthinking this. Okay, so the question here is, am I the asshole for going on dates with my coworker but not having feelings? I mean, you can't be the asshole for not feeling something for someone. And I think you're going on dates is trying to explore this to see if anything is there. I think there has to be a spark. I think there has to be a spark. Otherwise, you've got a friend and you can you guys could be lifelong besties, right? That doesn't mean that you're going to be soulmates and lovers and your partner in life. You could be besties. Going on the date isn't doing something to try to check the box that you feel like is missing right now. Maybe you feel like you shouldn't have to because it should just be there and maybe you're right, but there has to be some kind of solution there. If you want to explore and see if there is a spark, give that spark a chance. Put him in some situations where he wouldn't normally put himself in. See if he's open to being adventurous and fun and see if that spark does exist there. It could, but it feels like right now that if it's not there in the beginning, it's not going to be there and you can't force that. I feel like forcing that is doing him a disservice and giving him false hope. And It's building up the amount of pain that he's going to experience when you finally rip that bandaid off because it's coming. You're going to rip that bandaid off at some point here. And The longer you wait to do it, the more painful it's going to be and the more awkward it's going to be afterward at work. That's the way I feel there. Now, you could transition this into having a new bestie. 
You know what I mean? And that would take some grace to be able to pull off without causing him a whole lot of pain. But it sounds like you found a really good friend. If you found someone here, OP, that you can share an intellectual debate with and you share a lot of opinions with and you guys, you aren't going to line up exactly on everything, but that's why you're so close to each other. I would also say that in relationships, having two people that are very close to the same typically doesn't work out. You have to have some differences. You have to have some balances. I can tell you if I was in a relationship and Candy Thunder was too much like me, we would not work. It wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. There has to be enough differences. But in this case, I understand, you know, you you want it to work. You want there to be spark there. You're not an asshole for going on dates and trying to give it a chance. But at some point here, you're going to have to be honest and be like, look, I feel like you and I could be besties for life, but there's no romantic spark there and you cannot force it. It sucks. It's going to suck for him. Make it suck less by speaking up sooner. I guess that's my point. If that is the case, that's something she's going to learn and accept over time. Right now, she's she's going from boyfriend one, the six foot four gym dude, boyfriend two, the football captain, to this guy who she just has no romantic spark with. So you're also like traveling in extreme directions here too, right? Trying like this from this style and this style and this style. And I think having an expectation of what your perfect someone is going to look like or be involved in, I think that's limiting. I think you'll know when you know, and that spark will be there when you least expect it in the least expected places. So just keep yourself open to it. Trying to apply a stereotype to what your Prince Charming is going to look like. I think you box yourself in on expectations and I would avoid it. Just talk. Now, you guys like to talk and debate. Just do it. When you communicate, be honest and just just let them know where you're at and that you wanted there to be that romantic spark, but you just you don't feel it. And at that point, I think it's like, hey, however, you and I could be great friends. Let's get some ice cream and binge watch this show that you guys both like, which you probably know by now what that is. This one is, am I the astronaut for getting petty revenge? Oh, are we going to get to use this? I'm going to go ahead and do it right now. It's been a minute. Petty confetti. It's ready. There will be some details left out to keep this short and sweet. A few years back, a woman whom my husband grew up with began messaging him on Facebook. He ignored the first few attempts until a mutual friend of theirs messaged him telling him that this person's name was trying to get in touch with him and he should message her back. He isn't really the chatty type, but ended up replying to one of her messages shortly after this. They caught up on what they had been up to over the years. She now lived a few states away. She quickly got right into the real reason she was reaching out to him. Apparently, she always had a big crush on him. She began flirting, saying, and sending an appropriate messages and pictures of herself to him. When I saw them, it was long. She knew he was married. What she didn't know is that I'm a little crazy and very petty. She thought she was safe because she lived in another state. Nay, nay. Little did she know she had effed around and was about to find out. Of course, I called her to let her have it. She hung up like a coward. So, since I couldn't say what I needed to say to her, I did the next best thing. I decided I needed to tell her husband. Yes, she was married with two little kids. Mother and wife of the year material faux show. I am a self-proclaimed internet detective. Her first mistake after the fact was not blocking me on Facebook. Her profile was public, which made it very easy for me to find her husband. I slid into his DMs, but not the same way she slid into my husband's DMs. My only goal was revenge. Insert evil villain laugh here. While we satisfy that requirement... 
that's going to be fun for the edit. His profile was also public, and lucky for me, his About Me section was filled with all kinds of helpful details, like his place of work. He hadn't seen my message. I figured that since we weren't friends and had no mutual friends, it was probably sent to the message requests. That's fine. I will try another way. I googled his workplace and called him at his office directly. We had a nice conversation. I let him know what his wife was up to while he was at work, making money to provide for her and their family. He told me how she has never worked more than a part-time job a few hours here and there, and that it was not the first time she had done this to him, and that this was the last time she would ever be able to do it to him again. He was done. I offered to send him screenshots I had taken. He gave me his cell phone number. I sent him everything I had. He did give me an update shortly after. All of this unfolded right before Christmas. They had plans to go buy a Christmas tree when he got home from work. He told me he went home and stuck to that plan. He basically told her something like, let's pick out a good one since it'll be our last Christmas as a family. She didn't see that coming. She was confused until he showed her the screenshots and told her that I called him at his office to let him know. Me. Boom. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Mic drop. Whether or not she intended to be a homewrecker or just wanted to be a sneaky bee and hope to never get caught, the home she wrecked was her own. I simply helped expedite the inevitable process. Her husband was honestly such a nice guy. We became Facebook friends and stayed in touch for a while. As I'm writing this, I decided to check in on his Facebook page and it looks like he has upgraded. He remarried and the woman in his pictures is much prettier than his first wife. I could not be happier for him and I wish him the very best. Thanks for reading my tale of petty events. Let me know if I made it on the ASCON scale. Ah, uh, hell no. Hell no. NTA, not the asshole for this. And also an extra round of petty confetti here. Way to go. Way to go, OP. Way to go, OP. Also, props to your hubby for being like completely transparent with you and like this is this is what's going on and, and just letting you know up front instead of being like, yes, I'm just going to ignore it. And then when they keep trying to get in touch with you, just keeping ignoring it and not saying anything about it. That's something you needed to know. It's really weird because whenever it was like another friend reached out and was like, hey, this person's really trying to get in touch with you. You should get back with them. The only reason I could think of that they had done that is if it was something serious, something not stupid like this, unless she badgered them into just giving up and saying, yes, I'll reach out and tell them to contact you. Just leave me alone. That makes sense. And hopefully that was the case. And hopefully his friend didn't sell him out knowing that she was going to do some weird shit like this. But OP did it right here. Capturing evidence, reaching out and letting the other spouse know they had a right to know. Rent came due on that shit. Nice work. I'm a fan of that. Am I the astronaut for making a revenge cake? I once worked at a call center. They had a baking contest. I made a pumpkin cheesecake with caramelized walnut dressing from scratch. It was a lot of effort, but it was so good. The person who won threw cherry pie filling from a can in a foil baking pan and put crumb crust on the top. I was not happy about this and plotted my revenge. A couple of months later, another baking contest was announced. My revenge was at hand. I made a kitty litter cake. A kitty litter cake is made from two boxes of cake mix a box of pudding, some sandwiches, food coloring, and Tootsie Rolls. It's served in a cat box with a poop scoop. That's a relief because I thought that they made cake out of kitty litter. The cat box and poop scoop were brand new, unused. I put extra Tootsie Rolls on top of the cake. I put a bunch hanging off the side of the litter box too. 
My desk was close to the conference room with the other baked goods. I got to hear people go on all day about how grossed out they were. I laughed. I was so amused all day. My partner at the time said I laughed my most evil laugh. Of course I didn't win. The revenge was satisfying though. The cake ended up getting eaten. While I think my coworkers got what they deserved, I've been asked to ask the dusty community if I'm indeed the astronaut. I think I like this. I like your way of thinking here. Kitty litter cake is something I have never ever heard of, but it sounds brilliant. And yeah, we'll go ahead and join the NTA party here. This, that is amazing. And it sounds like you went through a lot of effort to make the kitty litter cake here as well. Two boxes of cake mix, box pudding, some sandwich cookies, food coloring, and Tootsie Rolls. The cat box is like... That's perfect. It is the Tootsie Roll on top. Unused. I like, I like that you clarified that there as well. Unused, yeah. <laughs> when I first read kitty litter cake, I didn't know that that was a cake. So I thought you put kitty litter in a cake, but you didn't. What was like the litter itself? It's like the gritty kind of texture. Yeah. What did you use for that? Maybe it's like the sandwich cookies. Maybe it's crumbs and yeah, stuff. I could see that. If you did that, it would be brilliant to like dip the Tootsie Rolls in something to kind of moisten them mm -hmm. and then roll it in that so that the crumb stuff kind of sticks to them. You know, like real cat turds. Yeah. How they have the stuff stuck to them. That, would, that would have made it even better. Now, this is amazing. Walter Nitty. Nice work. Good job. Yep, 10 out of 10. Caden Thunder stamp of approval. <laughs> also, I need to see a picture. I gotta see a picture of this. If you can send one in to oh, us, yeah. that would be amazing. It's too damn good. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I'd I'm be like, hungry. wow, that's very creative. Um, and as long as you can assure me that everything in here is edible, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give it a shot. Too I mean, much talk of cake. I need cake. Yep. I was over there eating cherry pie. <laughs> Am I the astronaut for being upset that my wants are put on hold again, even when it could potentially help us financially? I'm still trying to work through my big emotions as I write this. I, female 26, am a stay-at-home mom. I take care of our three kids, 6, 3, and 1. My husband, we'll call him Joseph, male 29, is a full-time construction worker. My husband works so hard, is always exhausted from long days in the sun, and often tells me I don't need to work because he can take care of us. That it's better if I stay home financially because daycare for three kids is almost as much as our rent, and I've always respected that because he wasn't wrong. Now, that doesn't mean I don't want to work. I have no problem getting a job, especially with the price of everything going up. Well, for the past two years, I've been interested in flipping furniture. I've done a few projects in our home and took great pride in my work. It made me happy to see the finished product. That's when I thought about turning my hobby into something that could make us money. I mean, why not, right? I brought my idea up to Joseph many times and he always said the same things. You'll lose money before you make money and you know it'll cost a lot to start out, right? I know his brain is always on the financial side of things, but his comments made me feel kind of unsupported. So I'd always put my idea to the side. It was a one day I'll do that kind of thing just not today. Well, at a family game night, I was talking with my mom and her boyfriend and my plan just happened to come up in a conversation. They both seemed really happy for me and told me I should go for it. My mom's boyfriend even offered to find me furniture to flip and he did. A few weeks after that game night, he sent me pictures of two dressers that he bought for me to flip. He spent a total of 50 bucks on both pieces and told me, you need to start somewhere. I legit started crying. I was so happy and felt so loved and supported. I told Joseph what my mom and her boyfriend did and he seemed happy for me. But only after I explained how his comments had been making me feel, he apologized for the way he had been coming off. He assured me he had no intention of hurting me and that he would help me in any way that he could. We planned to get the supplies I needed on payday. For the first time in a while, I felt like more than a mom. 
more than a wife. I felt like I had something for me. I was finally finding my identity again. I was able to make us money while doing it. Even if it took a little to start out, the payout could be great in the end. If I don't try, I'll never know what I can do. Well, after paying the car, water, and light, we had more than enough to get what I needed. I was excited. The sooner I get the supplies, the sooner we can put the dressers on the market. Now, this is why I'm kind of hurt and upset. My husband just called saying we had to pay for some other things and that we would have to postpone my supplies. He apologized and said once we catch up on everything we can get whatever I need. I understand what he's saying, there's more important stuff to pay for than my hobby, but why do I still feel like crying? He called again offering to play my favorite video game with me, but I told him no. I don't want to play anything, I just want to ball up under the covers and hide. I feel like I'm always waiting for the day we're caught up to move forward in life. I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom forever, I have dreams and goals too. I always support his no matter what. Even if we struggle a little bit, I'm always by his side. I want to see him grow in life and do things that make him happy. It just doesn't always feel the same for me. What if us being caught up doesn't come? Do I keep putting my wants on hold, even if it could potentially help us out financially? Maybe I'm just being selfish. Am I the asking not for being upset that my wants are put on hold again even when it could potentially help us financially uh no 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 no. you're not not upset for this at all what are your thoughts tony i think the problem here is he's going to keep moving the goalpost on her he's going to keep you know next month you might be thinking oh okay we're good but then oh something's going to come up and do this and i think maybe part of that is him thinking that he's going to have to get involved with it mm. and he's thinking that i don't have time to mess with this i don't want to do this i've got a job he thinks he's going to get roped into it so i think maybe that's part of his hesitation towards it and op it's not saying that you need him to do that but in his mind he may be thinking that of like he an extra just- obligation that he's going to have to do and he may not want to that. I think you just got to communicate with them and tell them how important this is for you and that it's important that you do this. You're not asking to go out and fill a garage full of furniture out the gate. You're asking to, you know, get one or two pieces, start slow, start small and see what happens. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there's also this approach where as you're looking at spooling up a side hustle, which is what this is. And I think it's great. The part of this that he probably wasn't seeing in the beginning because it's hard for someone who's not a stay at home parent to see is that the need need to be more than a mom, the need to be more than a wife, the need to have something that is for you. Aside from the financial profitability side of it, that need is real. And that is how you fill up your cup with you things, right? You have to have that thing that is for you individually. That is not a shared thing. Otherwise you will start to go crazy. And you yourself said you felt that way for so long that it's hard for someone who isn't going through that and hasn't felt it to see it and to understand it. So once you explain that to him, I'm sure it clicks and he's going to be super supportive until then. It is very much like Tony was saying, like looking at the, how am I going to have to get involved in this? What are the potential costs for it? Like what are the normal things that he would check all those boxes that he would look to check along the way. But knowing that it is not just something that could help you money-wise, help your family money-wise, more importantly, it's something that you need to make you whole. I think if that's what you ended up communicating to him and that's where the light bulb lit up for him and that's when he started becoming super supportive and doing the side gigs to make it work, awesome. The other side of this is when you're looking at spooling up a side hustle, you don't have to take big steps. If all you could afford was like one freaking paintbrush, this payday, you build a mountain with big and small rocks. You know what I mean? If all you can afford is small rocks right now to put on the pile and to contribute toward what you need, you don't have to get everything at once. Like you do what you can and move through that process too. So I'm so glad to hear that it all turned around for you. Again, you can't be an asshole for feeling something. 
And even the way that you acted on it by being upset about it, you can't necessarily control that either. You didn't overreact about anything. You didn't flip out and project your ire toward him or anything. You handled this all really well. It's okay to feel. It is definitely okay to need something that is a you thing when you're a stay-at-home parent because you need it. You absolutely need it. And so glad to hear that it worked out well for you. And good job, husband. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.